deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, blogger, speaker, and podcaster. And I'm so excited that you joined us today, whether you are streaming the show for your first time, whether you are downloading it for your first time, whether you've been with me through all the episodes that we have done of this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and checking us out and checking out this show today. I'm really excited about today's show because I'm by myself for once. I've had guests on this show for every uh, previous show that I've had, and I decided to finally kind of brave it out there and kind of go out on a limb and do a show by myself. So this won't be a very long show, but I wanted to talk all about crossbows because that is something that's near and dear to my heart. If you've watched any of my videos online on YouTube, I have my own YouTube channel. You can go check it out under Dustin Warnke, W-A-R-N-C-K-E. And um, you can uh, check out a lot of my urban bow hunting videos, which I do all with crossbows. And um, there's a couple of reasons I use crossbows. One, I like to hunt in a very compact space when I'm urban hunting. Uh, And I'm talking, you know, uh, hunting in like very small woodlots, very small acreages, um, neighborhoods even, behind neighborhoods, that kind of thing, which is legal in a lot of places in Texas. You just have to kind of check your local laws. And I did a podcast here. I want to say it was my fourth or fifth podcast we did on urban bow hunting with Michael Foster, who's a good buddy of mine that I introduced to urban bow hunting. And uh, the crossbows are becoming a little bit more popular year by year. They made crossbow hunting legal here in 2009, in the hunting season of 2009, here in Texas, and they made that legal for you to use them during the general archery season. Prior to that, you had to have a doctor's excuse or a doctor's note of some kind basically saying that you had a shoulder injury making it, uh, you know, unable, making you unable to be able to pull back a compound bow, and uh, therefore you were using a crossbow. But um, a lot of states had kind of gone the way of making crossbows legal during archery season, and um, Texas finally did it back in 2009, and so I'm really, I was really excited about that. I ran right out and bought one that year, and I bought a Wildcat C5 by Barnett. It's a very um, inexpensive crossbow. It's a fairly low end as far as cost goes, uh, crossbow. And I bought that and, um, from Academy, my local Academy store here. Academy is awesome. I love going to Academy. And, um, I basically outfitted that. I went to a friend of mine who was a guide at a ranch that I worked with. And that friend basically told me all the do's and don'ts for crossbows. And if you have somebody in your life that knows a little bit about crossbows, when you buy your first one, go see them. You know, it's not a bad idea to go visit them and uh, have them show you some pointers about it. But if you don't have them, you've got me, and I'm kind of the next best thing to your buddy that is kind of telling you what to um, what to look out for and what to watch for and what to do and what not to do. Um, one of the basic things of crossbows that you need as far as accessories go, and we can talk about arrows, we can talk about broadheads, we can talk about all that other fun stuff later, but the main accessory that I think you have to have with a crossbow if you're hunting with it, or even if you're just target shooting with it, really, is a rest. You need to have some kind of a monopod, a tripod, and they basically, you know, gives you something that you can stand on the ground and uh, set your crossbow on 
So you make a steady shot. Don't ever shoot offhand when it comes to crossbows. That's one of the major rules that I've learned over the years is uh, don't shoot offhand because your shot will be affected. You will not have a steady of a shot, just like shooting a rifle. And it is very similar to shooting a rifle, but it is still an archery tool. And um, and it's just uh, it's just an awesome archery tool. I love crossbows. So. Um, don't shoot offhand, get you a monopod, get you a bipod, invest in a good one. I have a couple of different monopods and bipods that I use for, um, my crossbows and they're all good. I like quick adjusting monopods and tripods and bipods because they, um, it's just easier in the field. So invest in a good monopod or a good bipod or a good tripod. I'm not a real big fan of using a tripod for crossbow hunting, especially in sitting and in shooting a crossbow because there's just more legs that kind of get in the way. I I'm, went to a bipod here recently because I like the idea of having a couple of points touching the ground and giving me a steadier base than just a monopod. So that's kind of what I did there. And uh, But it, having a shooting rest is absolutely essential for crossbow hunting, and that is my humble opinion, and a lot of other folks out there will agree with me. I know they will. Another essential accessory I think you absolutely have to have is a rope cocking device. And what that is is basically a rope that has a handle on each end of it that has two hooks in the middle of it that basically contact the string and go around the receiver, if you will, of the crossbow or the um, the back portion of it where below the scope and uh, and help in and aid in, in, in pulling the crossbow up and cocking it for one. But the other thing is that it helps with giving equal limb pressure to your crossbow when it's cocked. So, you know, if you watch The Walking Dead or any of the, you know, movies that are the the TV shows that have crossbows used in it, or if you watch a movie that has a crossbow used in it, a lot of times when people are in a hurry, they cock it by hand. And that's that hurts, number one. It, it's kind of painful to cock one by hand. I used to do it when I first bought a crossbow and didn't think to invest in a rope cocking device. But it also can potentially put your string out of whack from being dead center of the bow and uh, dead center of the crossbow and that's very very important because if you just adjust that string to the left or to the right you're putting extra pressure on one limb or the other limb the crossbow has to be completely symmetrical for it to fire correctly and for it to shoot correctly so um, the main thing that a rope cocking device helps you do is number one helps you cock the crossbow but number two helps you um, get steady pressure and even pressure on those limbs so when you're at full draw with your crossbow you're completely cocked on your crossbow you uh, you don't have to worry about it the arrow going off to the side or off to the other side because you're um, you're you're uneven on the limb pressure so that's a very important thing now each manufacturer should make their own rope cocking device. I know Excalibur makes some, Barnett makes them. Uh, I think Ten Point has their own. I, all these different manufacturers that have crossbows out there have um, have different um, different rope cocking devices that are made specifically for their crossbow. And that's what you ideally need to do is make sure you find one that is ideally suited for your crossbow. Some of them even have multi tools or not multi tools, but um, archer tools. Uh, Allen wrenches built into them so you can sit there and make any adjustments you need to or tighten up anything on your crossbow that you need to as as you see fit in the field. So um, rope cocker device and a uh, rest, a good solid monopod or bipod. Those are my two recommendations for crossbow accessories. I've owned three crossbows, one of which um, my dad is using now because I've gotten him involved in crossbows. And that was my first one that I bought in 2009. 
It is the uh, C5 Wildcat by Barnett. It's awesome crossbow. It's not a very expensive crossbow. It's a it's a very good crossbow to use uh, if you're just starting out. And I think they also make a C6 crossbow now, which is the kind of iteration, the next generation of the C5 crossbow from what I can tell. So they just make a really good product overall, in my humble opinion. And uh, I love Barnett crossbows. But what I did when I bought my first crossbow was I bought a Barnett Wildcat C5. They're one of the best-selling crossbows. And um, basically outfitted it with a good rest. And uh, then later, after I realized I needed it, got me a rope cocking device. And uh, that's all you really need. I mean, a deer does not care if it's going to be hit with a $400 crossbow or a $1,400 crossbow. You know, you buy what you can afford. And, um, you know, they're definitely good attributes to more expensive crossbows than less expensive crossbows. But if you're just getting started, I would recommend a C5 or a C6 Wildcat Barnett just to get started as just a brand that, um, that I like as well as Barnett. But there's many good brands of crossbows out there. So I'm not going to just say this is the only one that you should get, but, um, Barnett's are just the ones that I favor because I've been around this for a little while. So the other crossbows that I own are a Barnett C, uh, BCX, which is, stands for Buck Commander Extreme, and that is a, um, a higher-end crossbow. That runs around the $700, $800 range, um, kind of with the, with the ready-to-hunt kit that it comes with. And I got that crossbow. It's been a few years ago now that I got that crossbow, but it was, it was, it, it's a hoss. I mean, it is a really fast shooting crossbow. The, um, you know, draw weight on a, on a Wildcat C5 is 150 pounds draw weight, um, draw weight on a BCX, Buck Commander Extreme Carbon Light crossbow. Woo, it's 175 pounds. So that's another reason why you really need a good rope cocking device because for heaven's sakes, that thing is, uh, that thing can get, uh, can get pretty heavy to cock by hand and, uh, pretty painful too on your hands. So there's another idea. Then the most recent crossbow I got was the Raptor reverse by Barnett. This is a reverse limb crossbow. And the one advantage of the Barnett Raptor reverse that I really like is that it has very, very, very small, compact hunting system. When it is fully cocked, I think it's eight or nine inches somewhere around the, in between eight to nine inches, of uh of of uh limb to limb or axle to axle um cam to cam uh width and that's a very tight crossbow package right there is is something that you can go into a cornfield with or you can go into the woods with if you're dealing in heavy woods or heavy timber uh it's an incredible crossbow because those those limbs are reversed towards you instead of out in front of you and uh, that crossbow basically absorbs the energy in those in those limbs a little bit differently than it does a regular limb crossbow, a standard limb crossbow. So a reverse limb crossbow is really cool to own. You get a lot of uh, a lot more of a compact shooting platform, and that's another crossbow I highly recommend. That is the um, Barnett Raptor Reverse, a reverse Raptor crossbow. Great, great, great investment right there as well. So. That all being said, we're going to talk about a couple of shooting techniques or a couple of things to do and not to do when shooting a crossbow. And um, one of the main ones that I want to bring up here, and I read this in another crossbow article that I was reading through before I did this podcast, was watch your fingers and thumbs. For heaven's sakes, watch your fingers and thumbs. There are warnings now on the crossbow itself. There are warnings on the strings of the crossbow. There are warnings in the scope of the crossbow, on the scope of the crossbow, like with the reticle. 
that reminds you not to put your fingers in the in the rail of the crossbow where the string is going to travel because that will hurt you seriously. It will seriously hurt you. And um, it's something very important to watch is, is to make sure that you put your... It's another reason to use a rest because your fingers and thumb should be on that rest holding that crossbow and not on the actual crossbow itself if you're using the rest correctly. You want to hold the rest, which holds the crossbow, not hold the crossbow, which holds the rest. And uh, if you shoot it correctly, and I have a video online that explains this, if you just type in crossbow uh, 101 on Google or YouTube, you'll find that video where I talk about fundamentals and basics for shooting crossbow. Um, that video kind of sums up exactly how I shoot, and you can see me actually shoot a couple of arrows of how I actually shoot the crossbow and, um, and how I use a rest and integrate a rest with shooting a crossbow. So for heaven's sakes, watch your fingers, watch your thumb. Um, when you're shooting, especially that hand that holds the rest, uh, make sure it does not hold the crossbow and hold the, um, hold the, uh, the, you know, get too close to the string and the rail. That's a, that's a big problem. You never want to shoot offhand, which goes back to having a rest. That is obviously important. Your shot will not be as good if it is on hand. I can guarantee that. I have had days where I've shot offhand just even resting on my knees, just waiting for, you know, a good steady shot or using my my uh, elbows on my knees as a rest and uh, that's not even as good as as shooting with a regular, you know, monopod or a bipod. Um, you shoot offhand, you're going to have shot inaccuracies. That's just all that there is to it. And the more that you shoot offhand, the more you'll realize that. The more you shoot with a bipod or a monopod, the better it'll be. So not to harp that over and over again, but that's the right way to shoot a crossbow, in my humble opinion. And then don't shoot outside your maximum effective shooting range. Don't shoot outside of that range of effectiveness and for a crossbow no matter what size or power you're dealing with you you want to probably keep that at the max of 50 yards that's what i typically do now there's some guys that make 75 yards and 100 yard shots on a crossbow i'm just not a real big fan of doing that so i'm a big fan of um of staying within probably really for me i basically hunt within about 35 yards because i know where my bow is going to hit my crossbow is going to hit um, with the graduated reticles on a scope. So, um, and that's another thing that I recommend for a crossbow. Most crossbows come with optics. Now I recommend a scope versus a red dot all day long because, uh, a red dot can lose its batteries. You the batteries can be left on and it can drain them. And if you don't have extra batteries, when you go hunting, it's kind of a pain in the behind. If you're not, um, paying attention to what you're doing with a red dot, a red dot can also, you know, have its own challenges. I just prefer a scope. So, um, and the reason I prefer a scope is a lot of the scopes now for crossbows have graduated reticles in them, which help you with your range. Now, the crossbow scope that I have, the red dot scope that I have on my uh, Wildcat C5 that my dad is using is basically a scope that has three different reticles, three different red dots. One is like at 20 yards, one is at 35 yards, and the bottom one's at 50 yards. And that's roughly you know, where they should be depending on the arrow that you're shooting and depending on all the different things that go into, um, into what you do with the crossbow. So, um, the basics of it though, is I like a scope just because I like the graduated reticles that, uh, that gives you, you know, your different distances when you, uh, it's kind of a range finder built into your reticle and, um, scope also gives you the magnification that you need versus a red dot, which gives you very little to no magnification. 
and um, scope will give you a, a at least four power in most cases uh, magnification with most car- crossbow scopes that come with crossbows these days. And I've just been a big fan of the ones that come with the kit. I'm not a big fan of switching out to any more expensive or higher-end crossbow scopes. I think they're all good. A lot of them have lighter reticles now, especially the ones that come from Barnett that I know for sure that do. They have green or red. And if you're into lighter reticles, those are cool as well. So there you go. Now, for my recommendation on what arrows you should use and what broadheads you should use, I have some personal recommendations because I've used a lot of arrows and broadheads in you know, situations where it's really designed to count, you know, and what I mean by that, especially in urban situations, you don't want a deer to run very far from where you shoot it because you don't want it to end up in another property. You don't want it to end up in, uh, you know, county property or city property or someplace where you've got to go ask for permission to go. You want that deer to drop right away. And the broadhead that I typically use for crossbow is, um, is Grim Reaper's, uh, expo head which is uh grim reaper broadheads they make a expo uh for their crossbow obviously uh broadhead that's a inch and a half cut i think they make it a little bit smaller as well but i know for sure they have the inch and a half cut and that's all you really need for crossbows they're they're built for um crossbow broadheads are built for you know being able to withstand the speed that a crossbow shoots like 400 feet per second is kind of the standard that a lot of crossbows are are rated at right now and crossbow broadheads are built to withstand and not open especially mechanical broadheads not open before they reach their target and that has been a big problem with uh, previous broadheads in years past is the springs that keep them closed or the o-rings that keep them closed will come open uh will bust open before the uh, the target hits its uh the arrow hits its target or the broadhead hits its target and uh, that's no fun because that typically throws off or, or planes the arrow one way or the other and that's no fun so um grim reaper makes a really good um inch and a half cut crossbow head that is a incredible um you know it it works for me every time i've never had it not work for me and i've used crossbow heads you know dozens of times on deer and on wild hogs and i've not had an issue shooting mechanical at all uh even into some tough hogs you know as far as the kinetic energy to open one of those and close one of them again after they enter the hog and uh, or deer and and exit Uh, I've had a lot of good success with that. Um, So Grim Reaper Broadheads is my one recommendation for broadheads. If you're going to go with um, other broadheads that use O-rings, there's a bunch of them out there that use O-rings. There's a bunch of them that are crossbow suited, and that's what I recommend you go for if you don't use a Grim Reaper, is go for a broadhead that is suited for your crossbow, so that it's crossbow rated or that you know is going to function well in your crossbow. And you don't want to go with a two-inch cut radius or anything like that. Inch and a half is probably all you need if you're shooting in a mechanical. And then if you're shooting a, a fixed blade or if you're in an area outside of Texas where you have to use a fixed blade, I know some areas in Washington and those kind of places um, have different rules where you can only use a fixed blade. Grim Reaper also makes a Hades broadhead that is a fixed blade. Um, and then they make a hybrid, which is a fixed blade and a mechanical together, which is a really cool thing that I've been, uh, that I've been studying. I'm thinking I'm going to get me a pack of those next. Um, but, uh, I had a friend of mine that used those not too long ago, Blake Marshall. He'll be on the podcast one of these days. And he had a lot of success with, uh, with the hybrid broadhead being part fixed blade and part mechanical. 
So well, whatever you like, I mean, that's that's kind of your choice on broadheads. That's just kind of what I shoot as a Grim Reapers because they've worked for me time after time again. I've literally watched deer drop in their tracks after running maybe 25 to 50 yards to maybe the outside of 100 yards at the very most and fall over dead. I mean, as long as you have a good shot, even sometimes a marginal shot with a Grim Reaper broadhead, you'll you'll uh, you'll knock them down and you'll. Uh, you'll uh, you'll take home some meat. So that's been my humble experience with that brand. So talking about bolts or uh, some people call them arrows, there was a big discussion on my YouTube channel, on my YouTube video about crossbows, whether they call them bolts or arrows. The particular bolt that I recommend that you look at is the uh, Gold Tip Laser 3. There are um, several different types of, of, of bolts out there. A lot of bolts come in, um, come with the kit that you buy your crossbow with, especially in the case of Barnett crossbows, they come with, uh, crossbow bolts that are basically already, you know, ready to go, ready to hunt with. And, um, I'm a big fan of using, um, gold tip because I just think they make an awesome arrow all the way around. Every time I've shot a gold tip, I've, I've, uh, I've had success. Uh, I've not had an arrow break on me yet or shatter on me yet or do anything crazy because I just think they're, 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 um, their bolts are better made, you know, than a lot of the other ones out on the market. They're a straighter arrow in a lot of cases too. And, um, I definitely recommend gold tip. Gold tip aren't going to be cheap. They're not going to be the cheapest ones that you buy out there, but they are going to be good quality arrows. And I highly recommend that you check out gold tip for, uh, for a bolt, uh, selection. Like I say, I shoot the laser three gold tip bolt. So check that out. Another note about arrows is to make sure that you're shooting the right arrow, the right length arrow for your particular crossbow. Uh, some are going to be, I want to say some smaller crossbows are 18 inches, some are 20 inches, some are 22 inches, some are larger, some are smaller. Uh, every crossbow has its own, um, you know, manufactured recommended um, crossbow bolt length that you want to shoot. So you want to make sure that you follow that and shoot a fast enough arrow. I prefer carbon arrows. That's like I said, that's why I prefer gold tip because they make a great carbon arrow. Um, but you want to make sure that you are shooting the correct arrow for your setup. And you also want to make sure back to broadheads that you shoot the correct broadhead. And that's going to be a manufacturer recommendation most likely as well. I personally shoot 125 grain cause I like the heavier grain in a crossbow, especially with something shooting that fast and uh, that short of a package in a bolt. Um, I want to make sure I'm shooting something that's going to connect uh, well and, uh, and perform well. And, uh, I choose the, uh, the 125 grain broadheads, regardless of what brand of broadhead you choose and what kind of arrow you choose. You want to make sure you shoot the right grain of air, uh, right grain of broadhead and the correct grain of, uh, or the correct, um, length of arrow. Those are two very important parts to uh, match your crossbow for your crossbow success. So there you go. So another note about everything pertaining to crossbows is the more you practice with it, the more comfortable you will get with it, the more comfortable you get with it, the more accurate you will be with it. And it is very similar to shooting a rifle in a lot of regards as the more practice that you put behind it, the better you're going to become with it as a weapon, as a tool, as a, um, as a, a means to uh, bring home meat for a lot of us that are hunters uh, with crossbows. So um, the main thing I wanted to mention there is that you want to watch your your red dot or your um, or your scope or whatever optic you choose. You want to get comfortable with it and what hold what to hold at what range. So 
Uh, like I said before, the uh, the red dot scope um, has a 20-yard reticle. That I, that's all I really ever use when I own that crossbow is a 20-yard reticle. One time I used a 35-yard reticle. Um, or not reticle, the 35-yard dot. And, um, and then there's a 50-yard dot, which, you know, in a lot of cases you will never use because you will never take a shot that long. But, um, you know, in some cases you might need to. So getting comfortable with the ranges of that crossbow and getting comfortable of where to hold for the range of that crossbow, very similar to a rifle. The more, the only way that you will find it is not by the most fancy scope that you buy. It is by seeing what your crossbow will perform underneath that scope. And, um, you know, that's, that's just a trial and error kind of thing. You've got to kind of shoot and see and get some real world experience behind a crossbow to understand how that crossbow is going to perform at the uh, hold it at 35 yards instead of 50 yards and so on and so forth. So practice makes perfect, just like everything else. Um, it's definitely a good idea to practice with your crossbow, get out. If you have a big yard, like I do, I've got a big backyard. I practice in my backyard, make sure obviously, you know, there's a good backstop behind everything that I shoot. Um, but, um, you know, I, I definitely practice a lot and that's helped in my hunting success. And I've killed dozens of deer with crossbow, um, and dozens of hogs and, and, and other game, uh, other exotic game. Um, there's just a lot that you can do with a crossbow. A crossbow is great for older folks. Crossbow is great for younger folks. Um, there's, there's nobody that, uh, crossbow is great for kids, especially that are going out that may not be ready to pull back their first bow with enough power to make a lethal shot. But they're, they may be old enough to use, you know, a crossbow and have dad cock the crossbow and, and put the crosshair and pull the trigger. And uh, it's a great experience. It really is. Um, getting out in the outdoors with your family, getting out there in the outdoors. Um, with me, it's three generations. My, my son's six years old. My uh, dad's in his 60s and I'm in my 30s. And so we all kind of have fun going out there. And, um, and, uh, you know, learning about the outdoors and, uh, three generations of us out there, you know, that's what it's all about is, um, is really, you know, bringing it home to family and sharing the experience with other people for sure. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for reading. Thank you so much for listening to our work. And, um, this is my first solo podcast. So thank you for your, um, grace and mercy there and, uh, and understanding that and um i i just had a blast doing these I, I love the podcast world i love the podcast medium and i look forward to doing many 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 more of these ahead in the future and uh thank you so much for tuning in and uh have an awesome day in the outdoors mm-hmm.